Hello, thank you for downloading episode number 53 of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. Uh, we're about to get started, but I just wanted to let you know that annoyingly, uh, because we had to record in a different location, we have a very quiet Alistair, so his microphone is a bit lower than uh, we would have liked it to be. There's not an awful lot we can do with it. We did try everything, but enjoy the podcast anyway. Don't turn it up too loud, because then you will actually have sore ears when I start speaking again. But enjoy episode 53. Mm, yes. Hello and welcome to episode 53 of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Al. I'm James. Yes, James, hello. Welcome. Nice to have you here. We've no Anton this week, uh, but James, you are Anton. Okay. So I will do my best. Do so, you... so grow your hair much, much longer. <laughs> yeah, I need to get a lot more hair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we'd, even all of us combined would not Couldn't come close. close to uh, no, locks. no, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yes, episode fifty-three, and uh, it's been a it's been a fairly busy week in the in the world of Patreon. We recorded that's Anton and I recorded the uh, first episode of our retro podcast which is the prequel which is um, every week we pick another retro console um, I can tell you now that we did the Atari 2600 which is the classic 1977 console amazing to think of consoles being that old but there you are and um, yeah that's available so if you've signed up you'll get that as well as our last call podcast which we record after each episode and every other second week you'll get the roundup podcast which is about our two weeks of releases. So I worked it out, Alistair. I think you get eight extra podcasts a month. It is a lot of podcasts. And I mean, particularly my hat is off to you and Anton, because frankly, you do all of that. I just pitch up every Sunday and talk nonsense for an hour. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know about that, but I mean, it's certainly, you know, it's actually a lot of fun. I actually quite enjoy doing the the extra bits. Uh, last Call's a lot of fun, but the, yeah. the, the roundup, basically, we talk about the releases in more detail. Um, and then this new retro one, I mean, God, struggle to turn me off about talking about you know to literally sort of turn the switch and say stop talking what you actually have a switch we can press to stop you talking <laughs> <laughs> where is this why has nobody told me before oh i keep it hidden keep it well hidden um james uh what have you been playing on the switch since we last saw you um when was that oh well i see i see you quite a lot but i mean in terms of the podcast it's probably i think you were on with anton um quite recently maybe two months ago Christmas, perhaps? yeah, it was just before Christmas. That was two months ago, and you were talking about Jeez. Fire Emblem, so so okay. that was the last thing you played. Everything I've played since then, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, well, maybe one or two highlights, perhaps. Um, I've been going through um, the fractured butthole just now. Oh, it's a great Excellent. game, yeah, it's really yeah. good fun. It's surprisingly good, actually, because even if mm. you're not, I mean, I like South Park, but if you're not a fan of South Park, even I think as long as you don't mind the humor. You'll enjoy the game because it's actually well done, Alistair. It was a really, really good game. How far have you got in it? Have you, are you, have you had one of the many, many pretend endings, which isn't an ending yet? I don't think so. Uh, they kept coming to the end. When you get towards the end of the game, you think, "Oh, this is it," and then it goes on and on and on <laughs> and on. I'm just warning you now. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> it, is, it feels like the end is there and then you're not at the end and then you are, oh no, it's, and there's another bit. Exactly what Alistair said. Right. Yeah, so. thanks for reiterating what I just said. <laughs> I was half not listening, to be fair. <laughs> so I assumed that's what you said. At least I kind of picked that bit up. Uh, what else then, apart from uh, South Park? I've been delving back into Crypt of the Necrodancer again mm. as well, which is very good fun. And currently on sale for about £2.50 or something well, as well. So Everyone should get it for that. Yeah. It is brilliant. Really worth it. Oh, definitely. It's funny because it's one that I look at and I go, yeah, meh. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a bit the same. I'm, 
I'm interested, but not enough to actually go and do something about it. Have you played the Zelda one yet? Yes, I did. I played that one as well. It's really good. So um, if you're going to play one, yeah. which is better? I would probably just go with the first one. Just the original one. There's an option where you can turn off the syncing all the moves to the music so you can get used mm. to it all, and then it kind of turns into more of an almost turn-based type thing. Mm. You get your bearings with that, and then you can play with the music. Yeah, for 250 you can't really complain. I think it's about that. You have to double-check that, but I'm sure it's very <laughs> cheap. Um, what about you, Alistair? What have you been playing this week? Uh, not a whole lot. Again, I did actually play up the Switch uh, today, in fact. I was sitting in a coffee shop and had my Switch with me and played about 10 minutes of Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then it returned up and I didn't get to play anymore and I got a bit grumpy about that. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been playing Child of Light, which is on sale in the shop, uh, the e-store, for about £4 something, I think, at the moment. And it's Ubisoft Canada's team that made it. So it's a fairly big budget title in that sense. And it's actually one of the most beautiful games I've played. The, the artwork is stunning. Um, I'm really enjoying it, actually. And James, you've actually played through it before. Yes, I um, I played through it and then I finished it and thought, I want to play this again. Yeah. So, uh, no, it's really good. That. It's got a, a really unique mechanic for when the characters take their turns and things like that. And no, it fully sucked me in. Yeah, and it's funny because it's a it's an RPG, but it's kind of side-scrolling, kind of, but with, kind of, it's like 2D, isn't it? It's probably, you would say, more than side yes. It's kind of side-scrolling to, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's how you describe it. But it's just not what you expect. Um, mm. And it's really well done. Um, if you get that on the sale for £4 something, then again, I would thoroughly recommend that one. So that's another one to, to check out. I'm only a couple of hours in, mind you, but uh, I think it's about 12 hours to play through it. I'd say so, yeah. certainly got good reviews from the patrons when you chucked it up in the Discord. Yes. So our Discord, <laughs> just again to mention, just before we move on, we'll do the kind of housekeeping stuff. Um, for If you do sign up to our Patreon, which is available... Uh, now then you uh, there's two different tiers there's the NES and SNES tier um, and we also have access to, within that everyone gets access to the Discord chat and it's been really really active this week Alistair in fact so much so that one of our NES tier members upgraded to the SNES <laughs> tier because they wanted those extra podcasts I, that, that was amazing that was so cool so I'm hoping you really enjoyed them I won't shout out who you are because you might not want us to say um, <laughs> but yeah that was, a, that was a lovely thing the uh, the rest of the community are really enjoying them and have been shouting from the rooftops how, how great they are yeah. Uh, and yeah people who are on the nest here decided that, that they want to come, come play and party. Yeah, well, all the details are at the website. It's www.nsukp.co.uk as well as that. And um, don't forget, uh, you can get in touch with us at podcast at nsukp.co.uk and we're on Twitter, NSUK Podcast. I think I got that right. I think so. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, okay, let's move on then to this week's news. Tell us what people want to know. So first up, East Asia Soft have announced and released Project Starship for the Nintendo Switch. It's a bold bullet hell shooter. Now, bold is one word for it, James. Yes, um, I was looking at videos of this. Um, it's There's a lot going on at once. I, I feel like if you imagined a sort of 80s computer with a headache... <laughs> That's kind of how it looks. It is. It looks like your computer's got a virus. It's just things flying across <laughs> the screen everywhere. Yeah. The thing is, it's getting really well reviewed. Um, and I think if you are into that kind of game, that kind of chaos, bullet helly kind of thing, you know, 8-bit kind of look, well, maybe more 16, but I'd say, um, it's not expensive. And right now you're getting a, a discount as well. It's £3.59 on the store at the moment, which is... A bargain, if you ask me, um, if it's something that you like. And, and generally, people really like it. It's been well-reviewed previously. Um, and you take on the role of Garrett or Gwen. Uh, Pilot is charged with saving the world from an ancient evil, Alistair. Is this something that you would look at? 
I'd love to say yes, but no. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I get too freaked out. These things stress me out too much. I can't do it. Yeah, I'm kind of the same, James. I like. I think it looks really well done, if not a bit chaotic. It's not something I think I'll play. What about you? Um, I think I'd give it a go mm-hmm. and have a look and see. Um, I suppose when you have games like this where everything is happening at the same time, you kind of almost need to play it to see if you'd like it first because yeah. you look at the screen, you look at the videos, and you just go... I have no idea what is happening. Yeah, it's it's very um, chaotic. I think you picked the the right the, the 80s computer game with a headache. Sounds about right to me. Uh, next up, One Gruel Studio have announced Heaven Dust. It's coming out on the 27th of February, and it'll be $7.99. I'm not sure how it will translate. Sometimes they do the direct pound for dollar thing, and sometimes it's slightly cheaper. Um, and it's a kind of Resident Evil-style horror game. It's got a classic 90s vibe about it, survival horror. Um uh, I'm torn about this one, Alistair. I quite like the look of it, but I don't know if I like it or I absolutely hate it. I don't know. Does that make sense? Uh, kind of. And I, susp- I was almost expecting you to say that because I looked at the video and went, I want to play that. <laughs> it doesn't look scary or horrible or anything at all. It looks cute and happy and smiley, but with yeah. zombies and monsters. It's <laughs> it's mind-bendingly weird, and I'm fascinated. I'm intrigued. I- this is because it'd be the scariest game you've ever played if you actually play it, because you hate horrors normally. I know, yeah. I've, I've seen and tried playing Resident Evil and gave up after about three minutes because I was I had to run away and stop my thumb in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rock gently. Um, James, what about you? What do you think of this one? I think it looks quite interesting. Um, yeah, I guess I'm the same as Al. I'm not really into horror games and games that generally creep you out, but... <laughs> I think it probably strikes the right balance. It's got kind of weird view. It's almost isometric in the way it's top-down isometric, so it's slightly slanted as you're kind of walking around the rooms. And it's like, imagine looking into the building without the roof on it a bit, essentially, and it's, you know, you're from a third-person perspective, James. Yeah, it's a bit simsy. Yeah, that's a good description. Yeah, really good description. Yeah. Well done. There we go. Thank Podcast you. is over now because James <laughs> has got the best description of the day. No need to move on. Uh, we will move on, though, to Artax Games. They've announced uh, Mathland. <laughs> um, it's coming out the 24th of February for £5.49. It's an educational pirate game. That's not a combination you hear very often, J- uh, James. <laughs> it is. It's not. It looks really fun. I'm pretty sure I'm not the target market no. for the game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Judging by my math skills, I think I might be the target audience, uh, Alistair. Uh, possibly. <laughs> um, I'm not entirely sure what age group the target market is yet, because my son's only four and a half, and I know this is far too advanced for him. Uh, I'm guessing it's probably... Base- it's a lot of basic maths puzzles, lots of adding and subtracting and multiplying and using that to solve puzzles and, I guess, carry on the adventure in the story. Yeah. Um, the controls look very, very basic. The graphics are very, very basic, but... At the end of the day, this kind of game doesn't need to be complicated and switch and fancy. It's about teaching no. kids numbers. Um, it's nice that it's going to be there. I'm not entirely sure how many people will end up buying it for a Switch. It's the kind of thing you might have on your phone to entertain them for two minutes or a tablet or something. Well, one thing I'll say in its defence is that, and I've talked about this a few times, that the the going back to the 80s, the Spectrum was always the, what, the computer that you could have educational games and kids would play them and enjoy them but also actually learn and I don't think we've had many since that era and I've said this a couple of times before but I think the Switch does that quite well a bit like mobile gaming does um, too but with the Switch there's the added thing that it's Nintendo you know this is a Nintendo game but you're playing it on an actual console 
I think you know there is a market for this. It's just how they sell it and get people to. And again, there's a price point as well. If it's a tenner, then probably people aren't going to bother. But yeah, if, if it's, it's one ninety nine, you might buy it. So they like they reckon it's going to be five ninety nine dollars. So you know, I reckon if you get, can pick that up in a sale and you've got kids about seven or eight, maybe worth a go. Well, it's also a mobile. I would probably say pick it up on mobile. It's probably going to be cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. Um, all right, Dev Hour Games have announced Depiction coming to Switch on the 28th of February for seven ninety nine. The game is a new colourful block-based puzzle experience. Depiction, Depiction, it's basically Depiction with an X instead of a C, James. Yes, it's, um, it looks really good. It's um, Picross, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, it's basically that, but sort so of... you're both saying Picross like this is something you know. I have no idea what Picross is. Really? Is You've Picross? never played Picross? No. Um, how do you explain Picross? Um, that's a very good question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine like Minesweeper with numbers. A bit, it's a bit like that. So you got to kind of Minesweeper was numbers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, very good point. But but more number. So you're trying to figure out like there's lines on each side, and you have to get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Usually, is that right? And each line has to be the same. Um, but there's already existing numbers that you can't use. So from the ones you've got left, you've got to figure out what goes where. I'm going to be that honest. Like I know what said... this is, and that was complete nonsense. Last time you okay, said Sudoku, you just described Sudoku. <laughs> oh, that's why I'm getting confused. You're right. It is Sudoku. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, mix Sudoku with Minesweeper, there we are. Okay. Right. Uh, basically, you make a picture. Fair it's enough. like a number puzzle and they all make pictures. That's okay, right, so, so it is. So yeah. I looked at the trailer of this, I had no idea what the hell was going on and my brain just imploded because it is very colourful, I'll get to that, but I haven't got a clue what's happening. Listen, if you ever need an explanation on anything, just ask me, I clearly know what I'm talking about. Uh, next up then, uh, by the way, it's coming out the 28th if you want to have a look at that. It looks kind of, you know, harmless fun. Yeah, there are a few games like this with demos on the, the eShop as well, so... Yeah. They're worth a look. They teach you how to, to play it. Yes, next up, uh, A Train game is in development for the Switch. This is from Art Dink. They've announced the Switch version. It's secretly underway. Well, not so secret now. Uh, they've put players, basically, A Track puts players in command of a railway company. Um, I don't, I've not played this, but it's the kind of thing I feel like if I played, I'd get obsessed with it, James. Yes, knowing you. 100%. <laughs> if there's a physical version of it as well. Yeah. You're scuppered. This is the problem. It's like it's that management thing and trying to get things work. So um, I've succumbed to a version of Football Manager, but I haven't bought it on the Switch because A, it's very expensive. B, I don't want it to take away from the other games I play on the Switch. And C, I figured out that when I play Football Manager, it's very much in between waiting for things and on the go. So I've just got on the mobile version, which isn't quite the same, but it'll do the job. That's what I've gone for Alistair. Fair enough. As long as that makes you happy. A-Train a- yeah. will replace uh, Football Manager with A-Train. Yeah, so so A Train. It's a long series of A Train. It is, yeah, and it, but that has the same effect. This is what this game would do for me. It'd have that same effect of it would be the kind of game I'd want to keep playing, keep playing, and keep playing, without really having an ending as such. Yeah, it's a bit like uh, what was that game I played for a while? Nine one one responder or something, which didn't. Well, maybe there was an ending. I never got anywhere near it. But I just <laughs> kept playing and playing and playing and playing it. And every two minutes, I'd turn it on, play for a bit, turn it off. I was rubbish at it. Nine one one operator. I've got it, and I was I was really bad at it. Were you? Yeah, like I kept it wasn't like exactly that hard. Well, I found it quite hard. I really did. I don't know. In that case, don't get a job in a 911 or 999. No, but I, I, found, I, found, I found like it, you know, but maybe I think the game speed had a lot to do with it. I think yeah. you can slow it down to give yourself more time, and I was forgetting to do that. I couldn't tell you if that mechanism exists. I just played it the way it was set up. But it was yeah. good. Anyway, yeah, back to A-Train. <laughs> it does. It sounds really interesting. I, I think there was a version on the 3DS. 
but there's tons of them. They've been kicking around PC and stuff for years and years and years. And uh, yeah, the idea of running your own railway sounds interesting. Yeah, you can pretend you're yeah. a fat controller, or in my case, a thin controller. Um, <laughs> he changed. He's got another name as well, doesn't he, for the fat controller? It's um, uh, yes, he's Mr. Topham Hat. Yeah, Mr. Topham Hat. Forgotten his first name is, but he's similar Topham. Yeah, there we are. Thomas Tank Engine reference. Um, <laughs> Alistair, uh, sorry, James, is it something that you would look at? Um, I think so. It's yeah, I think there are games every now and again where it's really easy. It's one of these ones where there isn't really an ending, and then you think, "Oh, I'll play it for a bit," and then you look at the clock, and two hours have gone by. Yeah, that's exactly what my fear is with it. To be perfectly <laughs> honest. Um, all right, next up, then we have a game from Super dot com. They've announced and released. Tilt Pack for £12.50. It's motion controlled and it's a multiplayer with fighting elements. Um, this one again, talking about lots of colours being on the screen at once. But I think there's a bit of fun in this, Alistair. I mean, we, we are suckers for a multiplayer or a co-op anyway. We do love a little bit of a couch co-op and uh, good good fun parties when you got your mates around. And uh, this video is pretty much, it's come straight out of the Nintendo mold. It's a bunch of very happy people sitting on the couch having fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While shaking controllers, laughing um, a lot. Uh, and actually, you know, yeah, the game does look, it's harmless, simple, fun and kind of amusing. I really hope it's a demo so we can maybe give it a shot and maybe get a hold of it for our next game night. Yeah, it's basically, James, a couch brawler for up to four people um, and you sort of fight with these odd looking shapes of characters. They tend to all be kind of slightly rectangular or square. Uh, and they seem to fight with each other in different arenas, which look kind of wild. It's a very abstract art style. Yeah, I think it... It's another one of these games that looks really easy to pick up. It's kind of giving me Boom Blocks vibes from mm-hmm. Wii. Yeah. If you guys remember that. I do, yeah. It's that sort of very intuitive. You could probably pick it up and know exactly what you're meant to be doing. And I don't think there's... It's not one of these games with multiplayers where one person will be better than everyone else and keep winning. It looks quite balanced, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fifteen ninety nine dollars they're going to be selling at that, so ten to fifteen pounds, which again seems about right. And if you get re- replayability with it, I always think that's a big reason to spend slightly more. Like the Jackbox games, where you spend thirteen fifteen pounds on the sale in it, and you actually get that worth out of it. Well, I'm going to channel my inner Anton and say this would be really good if it was on a sale. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's exactly what Anton would say. Uh, next up, we have an on-rails shooter, which is coming out uh, on the Switch. It's um, Regista. They've announced this game called Assault Chain Guns KM. It's coming out on the 20th of February, but only in Japan at the moment. It's a 90s on-rails shooter um, with Joy-Con support. It just reminds me, uh, James, of almost every second uh, arcade console that I went to in the late 90s. <laughs> like Virtua Cop and Ghost Squad and all these kind of games. Yes. Um, now I'm just thinking, I wonder if it's compatible with Labo and you could get a big Ooh. blaster on the go. But uh, Yeah, well it should be because it just uses the uh, the, the Joy-Con. Uh, yeah. Little, I presume it's an IR sensor or something. Anyway, the Joy-Cons, because <laughs> you, can, you can get four people playing with it and just point on the screen and shoot. It, it, uh, stick a little toy gun, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, to be honest, <laughs> I, I actually think this. Uh, I think an on rails sort of nineties shooter sounds kind of fun. I think is thirteen not an on rails shooter? You know the X one 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 game that was on the Wii original. No, uh, yeah, GameCube maybe originally. But um, yes, it's kind of an on rails, isn't it? I think. 
Maybe not. I'm not sure. I but, think so. But I think so. Th- there's something kind of nice about playing these old arcade styles, you know, games that you don't really see so much of anymore. So uh, well, hopefully that will come to the, the West, but it will be available in Japan if you can get through the menus and things, I guess, and get yourself a, a voucher to buy it with rather than uh, doing it directly in the shop, which apparently is very difficult. Uh, I, do, I do like the graphical style of it. It's very, very, yeah, very retro. It is. They're not bothered trying to update it and they make it look like it's a new game. It looks like it's come straight out of the 1990s. Yeah, but I think it is, isn't it? Is it not a 90s game originally? I'm pretty sure it's actually an old... Is it um, port? I didn't realise that. I'm not sure. Well, because it's Japan, I don't think we really know very much about this game. Um, I have a feeling this was a game that was already available in Japan in the 90s, in the late 90s, possibly arcade. Oh, actually, I just found something on the internet saying it's based on an iOS and Android game. Hmm. I guess it's just very convincing. Yeah, it's very convincing. (laughs) I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Next up, then, Sting haven't not not the singer (laughs) has announced. (laughs) uh, He's announced his new game. Igdra, 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 Y G G D R A Union will never fight alone. That's his new single. It's coming to Nintendo Switch. The game used to be a Game Boy Advance tactical RPG in the fantasy world. Uh, so it's a game. It's a, a Game Boy Advance classic. That, to be fair, I didn't own a Game Boy Advance, um, but this is one that is very much loved. It came out in two thousand and six, and it's coming to Switch. And I've always said that those consoles around that time your GameCubes, your Game Boy Advance your even your original DS that kind of era, I want to see more of those games appearing on the Switch because I think it's a great device for them James. Absolutely, I will never say no to a, a sort of tactical tactics RPG game from the Game Boy Advance <laughs> I do wish they'd bring back Advance Wars though Oh yeah, 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 well the original that, that Game Boy Advance era Yes. Because yeah. has there been one since then isn't there? Or no? Um, There were some on the DS, maybe yeah, one on the th- 3DS. They tried a sort of 3D third-person shooter on the GameCube, but it didn't yeah. really go down too well. Now, what about you, Alistair? Is it the kind of thing that you would be into? Mm, no, but I'm really pleased to bring them over anyway. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I think that era of games, there was some really cool stuff kicking around. I completely missed it, because like you, I didn't have an advanced. No. The, uh, the more of that kind of stuff they could bring over, the more opportunity we have to experience it, frankly. Um. The next game we're going to talk about is really odd. It's called Terror Squid. It's from Apt Games. It's coming out in 2020. It's a mix of Geometry Wars and Astro Bears, uh, which is always a good uh, game to reference. You shoot bullets backwards and create your own bullet hell as you try to survive as long as possible. The weird thing is, have you um, have you seen the actual trailer for this with the girl with the dripping black squid ink coming from her mouth? No. Don't think I want to. Um, it's horrific. Um... <laughs> It's absolutely horrible. I mean, to set the scene here, she's sitting at the bar and then suddenly uh, and she's in this kind of pub or something and there's all these people that look slightly like they're from the 70s and suddenly everyone starts dripping ink from their mouth and then starts um, literally projectile vomiting it at the girl. Sounds more like you're describing a weird Billie Eilish music video. <laughs> yes, a very good point. Um, but the game itself is nothing like that. It's a proper, like, you know, bullet hell kind of... Um, the description of Astro Bears crossed with Asteroid is about as spot on as it's possible to get. You're, it's a sphere, like Astro Bears, yeah. and you are basically got your little character that looks like you're out of Asteroid, yep. and it's shooting stuff out of his back, like Astro Bears, and you avoid it, like Astro Bears. Yeah. And it, is, it couldn't have come up with a better description. I mean, 
I just wish I could show you this trailer easily right now because it is actually insane. I wonder if I can send I, it to you. I'm watching it right now. Oh, you, can you see it? I, I might lean over and have a look. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. The, the, the trailer's called Become Terror. Um, there, is, there is no hope. There is only Terror Squid. The only disappointing thing about this game is it's called Terror Squid, and I get that it's a squid, but I really wanted to see an actual squid. <laughs> I don't know why that's annoyed me. But... <laughs> so, yeah, what do you think? What do you think of this trailer? Well, so far it's got halfway through trailer, and literally nothing has happened. Yeah. Oh, well, here we go. Yeah, the yeah. girl's holding her mouth. I think. Oh, I uh, thought she was giggling. I think she was, but I think. Oh, okay. There's about to be a whole of black goop falling out of her face. If Mike's right. Yeah. She's still giggling. Oh, there we go. Oh. Black goop. Hey! Wow, that's, that's <laughs> creepy and terrifying. Yes. Oh. Yes. I don't like that. Yeah, you might want to turn that off now. Um, so there we are. Yeah, maybe there's an option like with um, Crypt of the Necrodancer with the Zelda version. Ah, yes. You know, there's yeah. another big Nintendo franchise with squids. With squids. Fairly prominent. You could do it with um, Octodad, but like with a squid. Could be I a crossover. Was more just thinking Splatoon. But oh, yes. Splatoon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that slightly bigger franchise. This uh, advert has just upped the ante. Wow. Jeez, oh, man. right. See okay. what I mean? That is horrific. Yeah, it starts off, you think, okay, this isn't... Oh, no, that's not nice. What's this got to do with the game? Exactly. That's my point. It has nothing to do with the game. It's false advertising, in my opinion. But um, you're mesmerised by it now, I can see, Alistair. I, I am mesmerised. I'm not clicking on the link to see if it's actually taking just to the same game. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> that is just bizarre. Okay, next up, another bizarre game. <laughs> Bloom Digital Media <laughs> have announced Later Dater coming out on the 16th of April. It's a dating simulator set in an old folks' home. I am so down for owning this. James, what do you think? I love games like this. Me too. Um, just when it's just weird and funny and you just kind of have to play along with it and just go with the really strange things that they inevitably throw at you. Yes. Now, I watched this, and the, the game that instantly came to mind is a game that I've completed on the Switch and on my mobile phone, and that is Long Story, which is like a really bad sort of high school game with a bit of dating in it. <laughs> and sure enough, they're the same company, Bloom Digital Media. I was just oh, checking right. that, because it looks very similar. And if it is like that, genuinely, Long Story is actually really good, and it gets well-reviewed. So I think I've got high hopes for this. I think this is um, this is going to be really fun. Later Daters. It's a saucy old souls dating sim. That's what they've called it. And it's uh, that you become the newest, you rock up as the newest resident of Ye Oldie, a retirement community <laughs> full of ravenous elderly lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they must have had so much fun developing this game. You'll be doing the tango with a cast of flirts and lovemakers. All, it is Valentine's Day yesterday, after all, uh, as we record. All of whom have ditched the bingo hall for a journey of desire and passion while also confronting their own mortality. Wow. <laughs> I mean, deep. It isn't it? Isn't it? So there you are. Uh, 16th of April. Uh, James, will you be uh, partaking in a touch of old person's dating? Um... <laughs> Quite possibly. It does look quite fun. Um, I think the last game like this I really got invested in was all about pigeons. So oh, I guess yes. Oh, I remember I, uh, that. What's that called Hattiful again? Boyfriend. Hattiful Boyfriend. So, um, yeah. I guess upgrading to pensioners is probably <laughs> a sensible move. I'm not even going to try and deny that I will probably play this day one. <laughs> you are totally buying it. And you know what's nice about it? It's very inclusive. It's, 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 I think, I don't know, it's all the characters. Certainly there's a lot of LGBTQ. Yeah. There we go, go through the letters. Uh, um, relationships and polyamorousness going on in this. And it's it's, it's awesome. Yeah, great. Well, I, well, I obviously welcome that. And um, it's just, it's an unusual premise for it to be set in an old folks' home. But I think it's wonderful. And I'll be uh, checking that, that out in April. So I'll give you my review when we get there. Uh, next up then, through 
through February 17th to March 29th, four US airports are going to have Nintendo Switch Switch lounges featuring docked and handheld consoles and many of the largest games. So you'll be able to buy consoles and just for stopping by, you'll get a free Nintendo Switch branded luggage handle wrap and a $10 coupon for any purchase from Nintendo from Target or Target, depending on how posh you are in America, um, <laughs> for s- over $75. Um, so you get £10 off or $10 off even. Um, cool. Alistair. That, that is cool. Are you heading to the States anytime soon? I would love to, but I can't afford to at the moment. But uh, um, So, cause, uh, do you know what the four airports are? No, I don't. Tell me. So, there's, um, I'm gonna, I think it's Dulles, I think it's how you pronounce it, in Washington, D.C., Dulles International. There's Seattle, uh, Tacoma uh, Air International Airport. There's O'Hare International Airport in Chicago. Uh, and Dallas Love Field Airport in Dallas, funnily enough. Right. <laughs> there you are. So if you're going through any of them uh, and you come across this uh, Nintendo pop-up lounge, then let us know what it's like because that would be uh, be cool to get the feedback. I've seen the one I've seen is Heathrow do the they've got like PlayStation 4s and things and you can play FIFA and you can play other games. So I, th- I think it's an extension of that and they've probably done some sort of deal where, you know, Nintendo are more involved and and you know have a bit of control over it, a bit of advertising. So I think cool James if you're traveling it's not the most fun thing to do in the world. Yeah, definitely. Um I was in Germany last year and the way the flights worked out, I had six, seven hours to just hang out in Frankfurt Airport and they had a gaming lounge and a wee TV movie pod thing and it was great. Yeah. So a Switch one would be even better. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons product listing has leaked the game will support <clears throat> the Nintendo Switch mobile app. So... um I know that the app is quite popular because people are waiting for Animal Crossing. Um, James, you, you're you're gonna are you gonna buy Animal Crossing when it arrives? Definitely. Yeah, I thought you were. So, are you happy that there's some integration there with the app, with the mobile app? Is this the Switch mobile app? So the what is it? I mean, the Switch mobile app barely works apart from if you play Splatoon, it <laughs> well, does something. The, one of the Nintendo's mobile games is based on Animal Crossing Pocket yeah. Camp. And I'm guessing there will be some connection with Nintendo accounts and maybe some bonus items and things. It's similar with um, Pokemon Home. If you get it on your, if you download it on the Switch, you get a Pikachu. If you get it on your phone as well, you can pick one of the Gen 1 starter Pokemon as well. So I guess it's just wee bonuses to try and get people to do bit, both. Bit of integration. Uh, yeah. Alistair, good idea? I, I, mean, I can't say no. It's, it's, it's a good idea. It's not a great idea. It's just something they're doing, I guess. It's kind of the way I view it. I, I struggle to get excited about it. Yeah, but then I think if you are an Animal Crossing fanatic or you're looking forward to it like James is and you're definitely going to be buying it, then uh, it's just another good sign that they're thinking about everything and not just kind of let's throw it out and they're not actually connected because surely a lot of people will have been playing the Pocket Camp app whilst they're waiting for this. Definitely. I think, um, well, I know I have been. Yeah. Yeah, so many. Well, that's a good example. I mean, yes. <laughs> I know you're excited for it. Uh, next up, according to the Atlas Japan Twitter company, the Nintendo Switch survey that they put out last week had a record high number of participants for exceeding expectations. We touched on this last week, Alistair. Um, basically, James, to to fill you in, unless you listen to the podcast, did you? Of course, but <laughs> some of our listeners might not have. Okay, so I'll fill you in anyway. I was just testing, just testing. Um, so basically, they, they put a survey out to see which Atlas games they would like to see coming to the Switch, and obviously Persona 5 ended up very high on that list, but there were a bunch of other games as well, um, and a record high number, number of participants, far exceeding expectations. I think the thing is, companies 
are still slightly underestimating how much love the Nintendo Switch is getting, Alistair. And this is another way to kind of show them that actually you really need to start thinking properly about the Switch because people are wanting this content. Yeah, I mean, the Switch, it's a proper contender. I don't think we need to... We spent the start of this podcast saying, we hope it works, we hope people buy into it. And I think we're now firmly at the stage now where the Nintendo Switch is a contender. There's no, there's no doubting it anymore. No. It's established its credentials. It's a big boy now. Uh, it's outsold the PlayStation 4. Great. So bring it on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, James, what about you? Are there any games, incidentally, from Atlas that you would like to see, Persona? Well, for the longest time, I didn't realise that Atlas were known for JRPGs and things like that because yeah. I only ever knew them because their logo would appear at the sort of snowboard kids on the N64. So you just thought that was what their fame, <laughs> what their fame was from snowboard kids? I mean, I, I didn't really know what else, but but mainly that. But I think things like Trauma Center could work really well on the, yeah. the Switch, even just porting over things from the Wii and 3DS. The Joy-Cons are great for motion. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Persona 4 Golden was the one in the Vita. That's the one I suggested last week. Mm. Um, that's That would be perfect on the Switch as well, but hey, I've said that once or twice before. <laughs> Next up, Switch Online, SNES and NES have been updated with some new games. So SNES, you are getting the classics that we all know and love, <laughs> like Poppin' Twin Bee and Smash Tennis, whereas the NES... Again, classics that you will just remember from your childhood, like Eliminator, Boat Jewel, and Shadow of the Ninja. See, you're saying those like uh, you're being sarcastic, but I had three of those four games. I didn't have a NES, so... Ah, yeah, no, Shadow <laughs> of the Ninja, that was brutal, but great fun. Uh, Smash Tennis I had, and Pop and Twinbee I actually had and forgotten all about. I had to go and look it up and went, I owned that game. Oh, right, okay, so I didn't know anything about Pop and Twinbee, although I like the name, I think it's great. Uh, Smash Tennis, yes, I did know about, and I did know about Shadow of the Ninja, but I didn't know about um, Eliminator Boat Duel, uh, James. Um, have you had a look yet? Have you had a chance to kind of check them out? I have not. Um, the names did not inspire me with confidence, but mm. hearing what you've just said... I mean, don't get me wrong, Pop and Twinbee was rubbish. <laughs> but, right, but I had it, and I have—I I sort of have um, a bit of nostalgia. Yes, a bit of nostalgia is coming out because I looked at it and went, "Oh, I remember that!" And it made me so happy. I was a kid, but it was a terrible game. Oh, okay. Well. A, ah, terrible. That's that's not fair. It was yeah. just an average platformer. Good. Well, <laughs> you know what? That's fine, and I don't mind them doing this. I think it would be better, though. I think there's a lot of games that we would like to see, and I know people who had a SNES, for example. You know, there's so many other titles that people want. But, you know, they've given us some pretty good ones already, James. They the have. Um, I think there's still a bit of confusion about exactly how they're doing this. I think it's it, random. I it think seems it's just, to be, yes. It's like they're direct. Do you know, by the way, just incidentally talking about the directs, we're now the longest time without a Nintendo Direct since 2016. Wow. Uh, we are now. There better be something big on the horizon. I think oh, there'll be two. I think... Genuinely, we will have one before the end of the month, and I think we'll have an Animal Crossing one before the end of the month. I think there will be two. I think we'll, we are due one now. I mean, we'll be due one for about three months. We're <laughs> not trying to predict them. <laughs> They're well, just we, never coming. No, I know, but I, I think and there has been a lot of talk about it as well, about there being two this month, and I think it makes sense that there's going to be one for Animal Crossing, James. Definitely. Um, all the, well, a good chunk of the big flagship titles always get their own direct. Yeah. And we really don't know much about this new Animal Crossing game. No. At one point, they released some new screenshots and people online were going mad because they're like, the villagers have knees. <laughs> so, um, of course you didn't know. I think we, we kind of need some actual concrete information at this point just yeah. to stop everyone absolutely losing it. 
Absolutely. Well, it's not long to go. I mean, it is just over a month until that's released. Next up, uh, Dr. Kawashima's brain training for Nintendo Switch has an update with a new working memory challenge. Great. Happy for that. I know that some people's reactions are, meh, it's brain training, but it's not 2006 anymore, so it doesn't have the <laughs> thrill that it did when it first came out, and I'd probably concur, concur with that. But at the same time, I think it's a good home for it, Alistair. I mean, Nintendo's housed games like this for a while. We kind of all know my opinions of this game. Like, it's good at training your brain to pre- play that game. That's pretty much all it's good for. Yeah. But if you want to release a bit extra content for it, I'm not going to get too upset about it. Feel free. More yeah. content. Good. What about you, James? Um, yeah, uh, I had it on the, the DS back in the day. I don't really have any real interest to pick it up again, but I know there are probably lots of people who do and lots of people who are like, oh, I, I might go and buy one of these Switch things. I'll, well, for example, uh, not Al. <laughs> I was going to say I'll, not Al. <laughs> sounded like I was introducing <laughs> you. Um, yeah. I, d- I did look up. Thinking you you did. That's yeah. why I thought I had to clarify. Um, I, I've got a slightly different take on it in that I think that Nintendo are now looking at where maybe they were 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and they're going, we need to try and get, because the Switch has been so successful, where do we go now? Right, there's a market of older people that might want to get a Switch because they've had a DS all this time. For example, my mother-in-law still plays uh, DS because that's what she played 10, 15 years ago because she Mm -hmm. plays brain training and she plays some of the latent games and all those kind of things. Um, A Switch would be perfect Price point slightly too high for what she plays, but that's the kind of thing, you know. I'm thinking they're kind of looking at that market now. The Switch Lite with brain training, um, and then games like Ring Fit, for example, which is again a similar thing that could become something that could be translated into old folks' homes in the future, for example, if they did it right. I think it could be, but I don't, I'm not entirely convinced they've gone about the marketing of that properly. No, I agree. I think it, if it was going to have an, an impact, it would have had an impact by now because that's been out for a good what, quarter of a year by now yeah. unless they of course bring in something new with that peripheral James yeah it's feasible and something um, that seems a bit less gamey I guess yeah because yeah. Um, you've got you it looked haven't at, you yes because you looked at the box of Wii Fit and you didn't go this is going to be so much fun yeah it's it's not like it was enjoyable but it's not the sort of they were marketed in a different way yeah that I think appealed to people who weren't really looking at games for something to play a game to enjoy it they kind of wanted it to have a bit more of a purpose yeah yeah fair enough um okay so next up (laughs) uh nintendo playstation remember that uh, console uh yes the famous nintendo playstation of which there was one of them uh has been put up for auction it's got 20 days to go and the reserve is currently at 400 well the reserve is four hundred twenty thousand dollars um i am the highest bidder currently yeah (laughs) the last time i could find it was up to three hundred sixty thousand. yeah that's me yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. nice Uh, i wish it was me (laughs) um yeah the the nintendo playstation the the famous uh crossover that never happened james how the world would have been different had that happened well exactly um well, it's hard to really tell what could have happened, and then there was. <laughs> I don't think much would have changed, but I suppose it all went through, and then there was a thing with Panasonic, was there? And that's there was right. Something to do with the yeah. GameCube, and it, yeah, Panic Panasonic had a G something O or something. I think it was. I remember. I used this is true. At PC World near my primary school when I was just arrived. I was about eleven. Last year, primary school, we used to go in and play Star Trek: A Final Unity um, on PC, but they had a Panasonic 
which had a, and they had another game, uh, one of the other ones that had the Zelda game that wasn't really Zelda. What was oh, that the, again? The Philips CDI. Philips yeah. CDI, yeah, oh, that's dear. the one. And the Panasonic was a bit like a Philips CDI. It was that that kind of era, um, <laughs> but just didn't really do anything. I remember <laughs> playing that in John Lewis's, I think. Yeah, so used to go to the shop to play games. I mean, that's, you know, proper old school. Um, so next up, and I mentioned this already, it's officially been the longest gap between directs, the last direct was in September 2019, so it's now the officially the longest. I said 2016, but maybe that's now been broken as well. Uh, either way, it's a long time since we had one. We've mentioned it already. We don't really need to say anything else than other than hurry up, Nintendo. <laughs> Can we have a Direct, please? Yes, that'd be very nice. And before you move on to your rumours, I, uh, I don't think we talked about last week. Did we talk about Mario Kart Tour last week? Um, no. Specifically microtransactions. Yeah, go on then. So, I don't know, have you guys seen in the news this week that uh, microtransactions did not do very well for Nintendo in that particular game? They, oh, really? they were speaking to their investors, and I think one of the investors were questioned, going, why, why have you not made a whole lot of money? And uh, Nintendo, I forgot who it was, but stood up and said, well, yes, there's microtransactions in this, and we're kind of trying it a little bit, but the whole idea of this game was to grow the user base. And I think from that point of view it's been massively successful Mario Kart Tour has been huge there's tons of people I know who have it on their phones who have probably never played a video game in their entire lives but from the microtransaction point of view funnily enough it's not been particularly uh, successful and I'm not surprised because £5 a month to play the game very quickly adds up well there was that and then the um, the sort of slot machine mechanic of pay James and get a, a character fire, fire or whatever Yes. <laughs> um, it was very expensive. Yeah, and Because there are other games where I'll play them for ages and I think, I don't mind doing that because I've been playing this game for free. The developers have worked hard on it and you kind of think, I want to give them something. Yeah. But not at that price. No, I've chucked, uh, I mean, I've probably not reached 100 hours, but I've chucked many, many hours into Mario Kart Tour just idly playing it along. Actually, so has my other half. She's been playing it probably about twice as much as I have. And we've not paid a penny for it. I wouldn't mind paying Nintendo for it. I just want them to make it a one-off payment. Yeah, I'll yeah, give I'd you agree ten pounds, and that's the game, and it's good. But I don't want to have to pay you five pounds a month or forty quid for a bunch of gems. No, yeah. I guess the issue is they tried that with Mario Run, and then no one wanted to actually pay the ten quid. Yeah, learn the lesson, Nintendo. Just, just, just. Well, I mean, Mario Run was a I'm not going to say it's a rubbish game. It's not the same <laughs> as Mario Kart. Mario Kart is a yeah. really good game, and I would pay ten pounds for it. Mario Run, I would not pay ten pounds for it, and didn't. Well, I did pay a fiver for it, though, to be fair. Well, in the meantime, I've got a game that we haven't mentioned yet. I think we maybe mentioned this briefly last week. There's a game called Hover, and it's kind of inspired by Jet Set Radio. Now, Jet Set Radio has a huge following, and lots of people would love to see that arrive on the Switch itself. Uh, it's been kind of described as a cross between Jet Set Radio and Mirror's Edge. It's called Horror, um, and it's actually going to be getting a physical release as well, and you can pre-order it now to get a discount. Um, I think it's perhaps America, though, so in terms of getting it, delivered i'm not sure whether the uk is going to do a similar thing but there's another one for you to check out it's called hover um so have a look for that as well if you're into the kind of jet set radio era of stuff alistair did you just look that up and google it while we're doing the show i had a note of it so i was gonna say i was gonna be so impressed that you were actually doing this on the hoof you know i I kind of am (laughs) my secrets Uh, also do you remember the game last week we mentioned nights and bikes that we said we're really excited to play with the really cool kind of um abstract animations and it's like an rpg um reminded us of I said it was like a night in the woods. You said something else. It's like, um, look it up for me just now. Nights and Bikes. We talked about it last week and we were both saying, this looks really good. Um, The good thing that we know now is that the reviews are in and it's getting really, really well reviewed, particularly if you play it co-op. 
Okay, so you and Anton must have talked about this in the... Oh, right, okay. I've never seen this. So, (laughs) it must have been Anton then. So, yes, you're right. It's in our our Patreon podcast, Roundup, we mentioned this. So, Knights and Bikes. Um, Basically, it's a kind of of coming-of-age type game where you... uh, It's all... Co-op is the whole way that you're supposed to play it and you go through this adventure together and it's a kind of world... Uh, filled with the imagination of a child so it's got lots of really unusual kind of childhood adventure type stuff but it's co-op which is fantastic um, and yeah couch co-op reviews are in basically saying it's one of the best great couch co-op games out there on the Switch so go and check it out if you've got someone to play it with so what do you think? Um, I'm watching the trailer it looks cute and interesting and the question is how much is it? Um, thanks for putting me on the spot there. I will, <laughs> You're very welcome. I, I will. Uh, while while we're talking about James, uh, is it the kind of game that sounds like your kind of cup of tea? Um, maybe. I don't really play many couch co-op games. It yeah, looks like he's been kicking around for a while because I see it was released in the PlayStation Four back in 2016. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's getting great reviews on the Switch, which is great news. Um, and uh, it's one that you might want to check out if you are looking for an adventure with somebody I as well. It. It's a double fine game. That's right, yes, we ah, talked about this on Sunday. Because right. funny enough, I looked at the RSA and went, that looks really familiar and couldn't quite place my finger on it. And then it's Double Fine, which explains exactly why it's so, yeah, familiar. What, what are the other stuff they did again? Uh, they did that Unraveled movie. or something, was no, it? No, no, they did, I mean, they've done tons of big stuff. They did uh, Monkey Island and stuff, but they did, most recently, the one that brought them back into people's consciousness was the Kickstarter they did for, um, oh, what on earth did they end up calling it? It was a point and click, basically bringing back the point and click genre. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember the name either. But uh, I, 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 hold on, double. Yeah, it was one of these um, episodic games, wasn't it? Uh, they released in two parts. Uh, oh, and right. It was a Kickstarter that I did back, and I'm going to find this game because I really enjoyed it. Well, while you're looking that up, I can tell you that $19.99 is the price of it, so probably similar in pounds, which I think for an adventure game for two players um, sounds reasonable to me, actually. Broken Age. Broken oh, Age, yeah. that's right, it does look like Broken Age uh, So there you are, there's another one to check out Finally, before we move on to rumours ESRB rating for Animal Crossing New Horizons No longer references in-game purchases uh, Happy about that, James? Um, yeah, I I guess it's hard to really know without knowing why it was there in the first place I know, As yeah. I try and trip over that very confusing sentence Well, it's true though, because I mean, if you're talking about something like You know, you can pay £10 and get a whole bunch of stuff That is a whole new extra expansion onto it That's one thing But if it's to buy things to increase your chances of doing well in the game Not so good But I think, I think things like that would completely kill the whole point of Animal Crossing Yeah Because you've got to be patient There's a lot of waiting I think you could do it in a sim style thing where here's a wee expansion pack of a new room collection of items or something but my guess is that maybe the in-game purchase reference was just oh buy nintendo switch online here's a button to do so or something yeah yeah, you might be right something like that well it's there anyway and with that it's time to move on to this week's rumors so, Concerned Ape has two new games in the in the pipes. I love that name. I've just got this image of this ape going, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm so concerned. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm actually, so he said, I'm actually working on a couple of new projects. One takes place in the world of Stardew Valley, but it's not a farming game. Uh, the other, I'm not 100% sure about the world yet, but it will tie into Stardew Valley in some way. Now, Stardew Valley, uh, you've played Stardew Valley, haven't yes. you, James? Uh, I've 
I own it and have played a bit of it and know I would love it, but haven't invested an awful lot of time into it yet because I know how much time will go into it. Uh, I think Another World or something that's an offshoot of that, but different. I like the world. I love the animation of it. I love the feel of it. Um, would this be exciting for you, James? I think so. Um, it really could mean anything, though. I know. I mean, it could be... I can't even think of a different, uh, you know... Set in space. Well, Maybe yes. a space exploration. I was going to say that, but then they said World of Stardew Valley, and then I thought someone would be all pedantic and be like, oh, they said World, and you're saying space. Oh, yeah. And now Good I'm point. just second-guessing <laughs> the two of you. Yeah. Trying to trip me up. Yeah, well, we, we, would, we would never do that on this podcast. <laughs> oh, never. <laughs> Alistair, what about you? What do you think? Oh, see, I'm, I'm the heathen here who I've never played any, and I've never actually seen... Heinous, I know any Stardew Valley. I've seen the odd screenshots, but I have yeah. no idea how the game plays or really anything about it. It's just very relaxing and very kind of you know. It's like you said about Animal Crossing. It's about patience and you know taking your time with it. There's a bit of dating involved in it if you want it to be. There's all that kind of stuff. You know, you live in a village basically, and you grow your crops and you try and sell things. And... So is it a million miles away from the Harvest Moon game? No, it's, no. It's, it's half Harvest Moon, half dungeon crawler, I guess. To collect resources at night, you go and beat up monsters and yeah okay things well, like that. that sounds intriguing yeah yeah it's it's a lovely game i just wish i had more hours in the day and i would prioritize <laughs> it more it's the kind of game i would have played probably a lot when i was younger when i had a lot mm-hmm. more time i used to play games like that all the time because spent hours doing them i think that's it it's like you, you got that expendable time when you're a kid when you you know you've got a saturday afternoon to play where we, you know as adults unfortunately we don't have that kind of time um but it is something that i think um, people will be very, very excited about. Um, so yeah, I mean, bring it on, I reckon. A couple of other things to let you know about the wonderful 101 uh, Kickstarter. You know how there's that massive support mm-hmm. for wonderful yeah. 101 and Kickstarter. Um, Platinum Games have said they're open to a sequel if uh, if the fans keep showing their support. Which I think I know they've got some extra bits that you can you'll be able to get. They've got a side-scrolling game in action as well. That's one of the stretch goals, and there's another one as a stretch goal as well. But this would be even further down the line, a sequel. James, have you ever played Wonderful 101? I haven't. I kept thinking that I had, but I don't know what I tried the demo of because yeah. it's not that. Yeah. But it was something on the the Wii U, maybe. Yeah, that, that was motion Wii U. controls, yeah. and I couldn't get it to work, and I gave up and seem to have just merged whatever that was in my head with the wonderful 101 and I've been looking back and thinking this looks really good yeah yeah uh, Alistair yeah I, I, I've not played it I wanted to play it I'm very I keep meaning to come back to this actually and haven't done it I can't remember what it was that last time we looked at it but it's currently at 1.6 million that's incredible that's amazing <laughs> absolutely congratulations to them um, one other rumour I want to mention as well and it's Sonic related because as we mentioned previously they're going to be doing these announcements this year to celebrate the anniversary of of Sonic the Hedgehog and um, basically they've got this thing called Sonic Station Live which is going to start broadcasting next week on the 20th of February and there'll be announcements happening it's going to be a monthly broadcast series um, and they've even got a uh, Sonic panel at South by Southwest 2020 <laughs> and uh, yeah you can actually tune into the live stream on the 20th of February at 6pm I think that's maybe Japan check the time on that because it won't be 6pm here Japan are 9 hours ahead of us so, so 9 in the morning yeah that sounds more feasible I think um, so yeah Sega Official have said they're going to be introducing everything related to Sonic the Hedgehog and covering games and all sorts so we know there's going to be all these announcements as a rumour do you think what do you think the odds are that we're going to get a new Sonic game this year? And is it going to be 2D or is it going to be, dare I say it, 3D Sonic? 
I think they might go for a mix of the two, like, generations. You've yeah. got this movie coming out, you've got your character being seen all around the world to audiences who might not have picked up a game in years and years. Could have been a 2D one, two, could what, have been a 3D one. What about this idea, Alistair, right? So, you know how Donk City in Mario is was a whole new vibe for yeah. Mario? I've got this suspicion that they might try and do something with Sonic like that because obviously the film's out as well. I wonder if they'll have even like a stage or a level or a game where he's in like whatever he's in in the, in the movie. What's uh, Sonic in the real world? Yes. That yeah. would be so amusing. Yeah. I'm not sure whether it would work or not. <laughs> let's, but... just, uh, let's drop him into one of the GTA cities. That would be hilarious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that kind of thing. Uh, as well as I think they're going to re-release some of the DS, 3DS titles because they were actually all right and it would work on the Switch. So Definitely. that's my other predictor. Predictor? Prediction. Prediction. <laughs> I think in terms of the odds, though, the chance of getting a new game at one to one. Yeah, you think we'll get a new game? I think it's pretty much guaranteed okay. you can get a new game, at least one, if not more. Well, bring it on, I say. Right on the way. Uh, in fact, do you know what? Let's just do it now. It's time for the quiz. It is. It is indeed. Uh, so this week we've obviously not got Anton. So the he's Ant off for this Ant- week. Oh, oh, dude. Actually, no, that was quite good. No, bravo. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. I like it. It took you a second to decide if I was worthy of that or not. Um, so, yeah, I decided I'm going to shake it up. I'm not going to do the usual quiz this week because it will just throw all the metrics off and you could end up with a bonus point that he doesn't get a chance to do. So, normal quiz, stick off to the side. Mm-hmm. This week, uh, because it was Valentine's Day the other day, I thought we'd go down a nice romantic route, the three of us gentlemen here in the summer. Why not? Why not? So, um, have you guys come across the Leisure Suit Larry games before? In the leisure suite is it leisure suite or leisure suit? Suit S U I T. Okay, uh, yes, I have, but the kind of the point and click kind of very old school. He's a bit of a kind of sleazy kind of guy, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, mid forties, wondering wearing a leisure suit. It's like a bit yeah. of tracksuit type thing if you're American. Um, a forty year old something who's basically trying to hit on on unsuspecting women and most apparently most of them fails. Yeah, but and I think really it was funny games. Nineties originally was it? Uh started off in nineteen. I actually have the date somewhere. Is it nineteen eighty seven? Was oh right, so we were at that that long ago. Yeah, they've been kicking for a long time. Nineteen eighty seven, the last one was in twenty eighteen. Yeah, it was a new one. Yeah, there was yeah. there was the one. I think is it not Switch as well? Uh, no, I don't think there's one of the. Oh, I'll double check that. I'm sure that James, do you know the the games? I know of them. Um, unsurprisingly, I was very young when they first came out, mm-hmm. and was quite probably quite rightly kept away from them. <laughs> yeah. So to be fair, I have never played one, but I do have a um, friend, one of my uh, one of the girls I grew up from, uh, with at university. She, I think, played all of them religiously and loved them. Really well. You can get Leisure Sweet Larry on the Switch. There's the game Wet Dreams Don't Dry. Yeah, you can well, get that. That. Is, that is indeed the last game they made. Yeah, that that's that is on the Switch. Yeah, so, that anyway. came out in 2018. So right. actually, that, since you've read the names, that's, this is great. So what my idea for this week's random quiz is: um, there have been some really, really creative names of these games <laughs> over the years. So I'll give you, I'll give you the ones that have been released. Then there were a few that they never actually released, but did have names. Uh, and I've made up a few random ones, and you guys are just going to ask you sort of which ones you think are real, which ones are fake. Let's do it. Uh, so the ones they made, the very first one back in 1987 was Leisure Suit Larry in the Land of the Lounge Lizards. Very, very weird. Mm-hmm. Fine, normal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then went Leisure Suit Larry goes looking for love, brackets, in several wrong places. Don't want to know what that means. <laughs> Fair enough. Best not to ask. Leisure Suit Larry 3 then was Passionate Patty in Pursuit of Pulsating Pectorals. Like it. Well, <laughs> alliteration there. There was no Leisure Suit Larry 4. I'll come back to that in a minute. Leisure Suit Larry 5 was Passionate Patty Does a Little Undercover Work. <laughs> Deary me. Leisure Suit Larry 6, Shape Up or Slip Out. Oh, my word. Let's get worse. They do. Then uh, Leisure Suit Larry Love for Sale, S-A-I-L. I have no idea what went on in that game, but 
boats, I presume. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Presuming he was on a, a cruise, maybe. Yeah, a cruise, yeah, of course. And there were a couple of offshoots. There was Leisure Suit Larry, Magna Cum Laude. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say any more than that. Leisure Suit Larry, Box Office Bust. I think they knew where that one was going. Yeah. Leisure Suit Larry, Reloaded. <laughs> and then you've already come to uh, Leisure Suit Larry, Wet Dreams Don't Dry. Yeah, great. So, some amazing names out there. Yeah. Uh, Leisure Suit Larry 4, which never got made, was called The Missing Floppies. <laughs> Right. Uh, so apparently it's, it's an industry joke. There's, there's a couple of reasons. Why. Well, it ages it, first of all. Well, yes, there's that. Apparently they, when they came to make the fourth one, so the story goes, is they lost the discs, the actual literal floppy discs of the first year, and they refused, the developers refused to build it again because they couldn't be bothered. Uh, that's one interpretation, which I quite like. Apparently the real answer was it was cancelled because um, Project had various technical issues behind it, which is far more dull. I like the idea that right. they lost the floppy disk. <laughs> just literally lost it. Yeah, and then they went on to make the fifth edition, just completely skipping four, and it turned into a huge big marketing thing because everyone went, "What happened to four? Yeah, <laughs> it was a story. I suppose great, it's a good idea. PR. So yeah, anyway, I was saying there are a few unreleased games. So I'm going to read out a list of titles. I want you to tell me which ones I've just made up, and which ones were actual games that they didn't release, but they were in various stages of development before they were cancelled. Okay, so how yep. many are we trying to guess that were real here? Uh, there's six in total, three are real, three are fake. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So, so write these down, I think. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you have we think about this. So okay. um, the first one, Leisure Suit Larry, Arma, Get It On. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to get a little bit of, I'm going to take up a notepad here and I'll write down who gets what. Okay. So Arma, Get It On. Uh, I'll start with Mike on this one. Mike, Armageddon. Really oh, are we doing it one by one? We're going to do them one oh, by one. Oh, my, that makes it harder. Because uh, then I might use up all three too early. You might do, but that's the way it's going to go. Oh, okay. Um, Armageddon. On. Um, and this is, so the two options are... There was, is it real or is it fake? So these are ones that were going to be used or were actually used? They were in various stages of development, but never got released. Okay. Armageddon, I'm going to say, is real. Right. And James? Well, I'm going to say... Not real. Okay, not real. Like it? We've got a split already. This is good. Okay, <laughs> okay. the second game. Uh, Leisure Suit Larry, Cocoa Butter. <laughs> I'm going to go back to Mike. Mike, um, real or fake? I'm going to go fake. Right. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. Okay, James, fake. I'm writing these down as we go. Yeah, no, we can hear you. <laughs> the, yeah, the next one. Leisure Suit Larry, Lust in Space. Brackets, Leisure Suit Larry, Explores Uranus. <laughs> I'm going to say fake. James? I think that one was real. I'm loving the splits going on here. This is really, really cool. <laughs> uh, Larry, unloaded. Unloaded. I'm going to say that's real. James? Um, I'm trying to think if it's that or if it was a Ratchet and Clank game because they did like their innuendos as well. <laughs> I'm going to say not real. Not real. Okay, awesome. Uh, what have we got left on my list here? Legisute Larry, pocket party. Mike, <laughs> pocket party. I'm yeah. going to say um, it could well be real, but I'm going to say fake. <laughs> I mean, I've absolutely no idea. I have got one theory on one though, but I'll carry on. All right, okay, James. Um, it could have been a mobile game. I think. Yeah, well, that was what I been, was thinking. Could have but... been real, maybe. So we're going with real on that. Real, yeah. yeah. Okay, and I think the last one on the list, uh, Legends of Larry Prime Member. Prime Member. Um. Again, annoyingly, I now think that's fake, but I can't change my answer, so I'm going to go real. <laughs> and you've got to go you fake. Still, you can still say, because you might get one right, one wrong, you might pick it up. So what do you think it is, genuinely? Real or fake? Um, 
Well, I, I have to have three real, and I've already done two, so... You, you, can, you can just know you got one wrong. And I'll just go right. I mean, <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> James... So, so your final answer, sorry, it was... Uh, yes. You think it's real. And what James has to go for fake, because he's already picked three. No, this would be my third one. Have you... No, you've... Have you? Okay. I've been writing them down, so I didn't get myself confused. Right, okay. Um, no, I think it could have been a real one as well. Okay. I don't know if it's a sort of thing Amazon would have paid them to make but um, <laughs> maybe paid them not to make and that's why it didn't come out that's more likely okay so we've got the uh, we've got the names in so I'll, I'll run through the real ones first can I just say the reason I think Lost in Space Explores Uranus is fake is because it sounds exactly like the kind of thing you would say <laughs> well let's start with that one so um, <laughs> Lost in Space Exploring Uranus was real yeah I, I think it was, it was so creative I, th- I was actually going to give you a huge amount of credit for coming up with that really quickly <laughs> but Fair enough. So, yeah, Lost in Space, real. Pocket Party was also real. No. Oh. Mm. So, uh, James got some of the point there. James so far is <laughs> two nil. kicking your backside, by the way, Mike. I know, I can uh, see it that. It is indeed 2-0. The next one on the list was uh, Armageddon. I totally made that up. <laughs> I've got a theory that you typed in something along the lines of Valentine's on Amazon, and that's where you came up with just Cocoa Butter and Prime Member, because well, you were just looking at things on your screen. Cocoa Butter was real. Wow. Yep, yep, it was a real game that was in development. Wow, I mean... You both got that wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely a game and not sort of a tie-in product. I have no idea where they're going with that, but Cocoa Butter was a real game. Well, all I can say is um, I've completely overestimated your skills at making up puns very quickly. (laughs) Because I thought, thought, you know, he's going to have some clever ones in here. Lost in Space, Explores Uranus. That, to me, is... That's really territory. good. It's real Al territory. That's the kind of stuff I would come up with. That's yeah. why I thought I'm going to catch you with it. You did. <laughs> so what have we got left? We've got Pocket Party, which, uh, fun enough, is indeed uh, it was a pinch of a mobile game. Oh. So James is now on four 0 Mike, <laughs> which leaves us to uh, what we've got. Prime member. Totally made that one up. <laughs> so Mike got that one. Uh, no, you. No, I said yes. So yeah, I so got that wrong as well. And Leisure Suit Larry unloaded. I also made that one up. So I got none, and, and James got six. Yeah, no, no, James got five. No, that's not so bad. Okay. So that is. What, <laughs> that's basically. Remember, you're talking about that football match that you're involved in a couple weeks ago. The one that we were won twenty twenty nine nil. Twenty nine nil. Yeah. So James has just done that to you. In this James has just twenty nine nilled me. Uh-huh. <laughs> well done, James. Good job. Yeah, well done, James. Thank you. Well done. I don't know if it's something to be proud of. Oh, good to see. I think I'm more proud that I didn't get those. <laughs> I just uh, love those names. They're so, such good names. I, I'm. I want them to make more. Do you love them enough to go and buy the games? I've always wanted to play one. Because yeah. after Vicky was raving about them for years and years and years, I thought, I just want to go play them. They sound so, so funny. Yeah. yeah. I, might, I might go and get it. If it's on the Switch, which I think you just said it was, I yeah. might go and pick it up on the Switch. Yeah. Well, the, the, the last one was, yeah. Yeah, just for giggles. Okay, well, look, that's about it. Don't forget, you can get us on uh, Twitter. We're at NSUK Podcast. We've also got our Patreon with our Nez and Snez tiers, so there'll be a bunch of other stuff there. You get eight extra podcasts a month at the moment, or certainly as many as we can keep up with. We're doing our best. Uh, so that's on there. So check that out at the website, nsuk.co.uk. Thank you so much to everyone who has supported us and those that are listening as well to our weekly podcast, which you can get for free from all good podcast providers and places. Anything I've forgotten, Alistair? Email? No. Oh, email podcast at nsukp.co.uk and uh, reviews. We love reviews. Reviews really help us uh, climb up charts. And mm. actually, it's amazing how much of a difference it makes. We've yeah. started getting um, uh, feedback every week from uh, I think it's Chartable. Chartable, which yeah. Which tells us where we are in the iTunes charts. And you can see when you get reviews, we suddenly shoot up the charts. So yeah, really uh, reviews are really, really helpful. 
yeah, we've been up as far as four in the video games on iTunes, which wow. is quite incredible. So, yes, yeah, so we really appreciate that. And uh, thank you uh, very much, James, for joining us this week and being Anton. It's all right. And we will be seeing you again for another podcast soon. And yes. with that, I guess it's uh, goodbye until next time. Cheerio. Yeah, goodbye. Au revoir.